Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of Living Liberal with Molly B. Today's episode, we are going to uh, talk about representation in TV shows, movies, um, Netflix, um, any type of um, TV shows and movies. So that is what we're going to work on today or talk about. And I've got a list of shows ranging from... Some of the uh, shows that had a lot of representation from the time that I was growing up um, in the mid to late 80s all the way through until now. And so I've got a lot of TV shows, um, especially because I started thinking about how um, with the pandemic that we haven't really had the opportunity to go to the movies. And a lot of the movies have been um, straight to video, uh, Vudu, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon, Video, Prime Video, um, all the other um, movie outlets, HBO Max and Epics and Showtime, that a lot of those movies have kind of, um, it was hard for me to, to really dig deep into the um, representation in the movies. So that's what we're going to uh, discuss today in Living Liberal with Molly B. Representation in TV shows and movies. Okay, we're going to start off with um, TV shows. And I started thinking of a lot of shows that I watch now um, with my mom or um, on my own. And um, I started to think, even from the time that I was a young kid, um, that was kind of our thing, my mom and I. That was our thing that we would we did. And even my dad. My dad loved watching shows. But my mom and I had our own shows that we liked to watch. For example, there were a couple shows that we liked when I was growing up. One of them um, is the all-time favorite and in infamous Golden Girls. It was very, there was, that show was very controversial, even for its time, even in the 80s, you had four middle-aged actresses who rocked it out with just being the cast itself, and four leading ladies loved them to the moon and back. Then you had the episodes that had controversial topics. Um, gay rights and having um, just them being single and widowed and um, you know a lot of those episodes and and sexual harassment and um, you know Latino representation I remember an episode um, not too long ago my mom and I tend to watch it when we have dinner over at my house and we'll watch an episode while we eat and I remember the episode that Mario Lopez was in and being he was being deported at 16 years ago 16 years old that was in the late 80s and it's still a huge deal now and to have that being represented then was was a big deal and um it's a shame that our society hasn't progressed um further than that 30 plus years later and um i remember the episode that dorothy had made a friend that was a writer and um, she was kind of anti-Jewish. And um, 
then there was an episode where an older lady um, was a lesbian, and um, there's Ollie scratching at the garage door. And so there were things like that. Another ep- another show that we watched a lot was Designing Women. Yet again, four um, women <laughs> that were your lead roles. And I related a lot to Charlene because she looked like me. And that's important for anybody to see that representation of who they look like. And I related a lot, not only because of that she looked like me, but we had similar personalities that I, I felt like as a kid that I'm like, that's going to be me when I'm older. This kind-hearted, goofy, funny, blonde-headed woman um, that was kind of like the shtick of the, of the group and that always made everybody laugh and, and but a sweet person. Um, but I uh, watched the pilot episode not too long ago, maybe at the start of the pandemic, the first shutdown in the spring of 2020. And um, so then I started, of course, going back and um, IMDBing the show and finding out where all the stars were and kind of wanting to know the trivia of the show. And it kind of, I loved um, Dixie Carter, which is um, Julie Sugarbaker. She played Julie Sugarbaker. I loved her liberal rants because even then as a kid that I was like, yes, you go girl. Well, then I decided to find out the trivia and she, Dixie Carter was actually a um, Republican kind of on the conservative side and she did not particularly care for her liberal rants on the show, but knew that they were a hit with the audience. And so she made a deal with like the writers and the producers that she would do the liberal rants, even though a lot of it went against what she personally believed as an, as an individual person, only if she would agree to this, only if they would let her do her um, scenes that she sang and did like the opera singing and stuff. So, you know, that was a good like give and take type of situation, but then it kind of bursted my bubble a little bit that I had hoped that Dixie Carter was a lot like her character. And um, she particularly was not when it came when it came to her liberal rants. Um, But I loved it because that was a representation of women in the lead roles. Two great shows with four women apiece as their lead roles. And I thought that was very fantastic at the time. Um, And looking back, you know, relevant um, topics and um, whatnot. And then. Um, as a kid, I also remember watching um, uh, The All-American Girl with Margaret Cho. I thought, and I totally looked this up before I did the episode, I thought it lasted a few seasons. Well, thankfully, I looked back and it only lasted like one season. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this was such a really good, funny show. But, um, and so I really liked some of her stand-up shows that I would like, uh, that I would see on uh, Comedy Central or whatever growing up. And um, thought Margaret Cho, Cho was fantastic and, and amazing. And, um, but then I, of course, you know, did the trivia and, you know, the broadcasting company thought, um, they wanted her to be too Asian. And then the audience thought she, you know, that the show, the producers and thought and stuff didn't think she was not an Asian enough. And then 
when the episodes were aired, they, the audience thought she was too Asian. And so it was, you know, not going towards what she wanted um, as an actress. And yet again, here's another lead role as a woman. And I think that was great to see Asian Americans in that role. And it sucked that it only lasted um, one season. Uh, but then again, you have new shows like Fresh Off the Boat, uh, which I absolutely love. I started watching it during the beginning of the pandemic of the shut, first shutdown back in uh, last spring. And I haven't got back into watching it and caught up with it yet because I've had other things. But I really enjoyed the show because it had, a, I think, due to a lot of the 90s references and the um, things that they had on that show that I thought was was cool as that as I'll get out that I thought oh that's remember I remember that when I was like 14 or I remember that when I was 10 or um so that's why I really liked fresh off the boat uh and again Asian representation uh I do think that that is a really good show to pick up and, and binge it's definitely binge worthy um and so then I so then I thought well I saw Kim's convenience off of Netflix and it's a Canadian show um, about Korean, a Korean-Canadian family um, owning a convenience store. And um, so I picked up watching it over the weekend uh, because I didn't have anything else to watch. And it was on my list forever and ever and ever and ever. And I thought, I need to get on there and watch it. So I think it's pretty decent. Um, I enjoy it. I think it has its moments. Um, it seems like to me that it, it's geared towards the college age students uh, into their 20s and early 30s. So um, definitely worth um, the watch. A lot of representation there, um, again, with Asian communities. And so, you know, you don't see that very often where I live. Uh, we don't have a lot of diversity. So wherever I can um, get it is is how I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to be innovative. You have to be innovative living in Southeastern Ohio, not, not having a lot of diversity um, to, to have in your, your daily life. So this is where I get my diversity is through the shows that I watch. Um, I remember growing up and watching Fresh Prince. I loved it. Um, it was a great, I feel like looking back now as an adult, as a 38 year old adult, um, that it was a really great representation for the African-American communities. It was not pigeonholing them into, you know, um, drug dealers and criminals. And, you know, you would like, you like to see this positivity and um, see that diversity and being successful. I genuinely loved it because it was funny as, as all get out. I always thought Will Smith kind of reminded me of my oldest brother in the sense of um, similar personalities. Um, so that was a that was a good show um, to to watch, especially when you don't have um, a lot of that representation in your daily life. So you know you kind of have to uh, become creative, like I said. Um, another show that I've picked up watching during the pandemic was Blackish. Um, during the shutdown, I wasn't for sure if um, I was kind of hesitant at first. I didn't know um, if I could get into it. I, um, but I remember um, the lead actor um, in the urban legend 
scary movies. And so, and then I saw that Diana Ross's daughter, um, Tracy Ellis Ross was in it. And so I thought, well, you know, and Lawrence Fishburne and um, the woman, I can't forget, I forget her name. Um, she does the voice in Cars. And so I saw, so I researched a little bit and I thought, well, you know what, what the heck, I'll, I'll give it a try. Absolutely loved it. And it's a true representation. It's not just comedy. It's, it, it, it's teaching as well um, how the African-American community got to where they are now and how far we all need to go to lift up everybody. And with that, loving the the show Blackish, I um, got into watching the spinoff show Mixedish. And I love, love, love it. Um, again, it, it kind of, you know, is a, um, it's an 80s um, referencing. And I always loved Mark Paul, uh, Mark Paul Gossler from um, uh, Saved by the Bell. So, and then the wife, she, the mom, she, I remember her from, um, a Medea Christmas, and she played one of the lead roles that was in an inter- interracial relationship on that show. And she was also in um, another movie, um, Think Like a Man, and that was a, re- a really good one. So um, I really enjoyed it because it's just, oh, and then the kids, the young actors and actresses that play the kids are fantastic. It is definitely worth the watch because it's hilarious. The kids are stinking brilliant and hilarious, especially the girl that plays um, Santi. She is absolutely fantastic. Uh, definitely. You just have to watch it. It is, it is brilliant. Um, and, you know, it has that interracial um, uh family, that representation. I absolutely, um, absolutely love it. Uh, I also watched the Goldbergs and then although it's, you know, um, it's about a white family, you know, they're Jewish. So that has your representation there, um, of being Jewish. And, um, you know, you want to talk about experiences and, and life experiences. I, speaking of the Goldbergs, which I absolutely love, totally worth it. Hilarious super funny. Um, there was, I'll save this story for another time of, um, representation and just that those life experiences of going outside of, of where you live. Um, and it's super important to go out. So Magnum PI, Magnum PI is another show, the new version, not the one with Tom Selleck from the eighties, but the new one now. Um, the new version is fantastic because you have the guy that plays Magnum. He is, um, Hispanic. You've got, um, the chick that plays Higgins. She is Welsh. Um, totally cool as all get out. Um, Amy Hill is on there and she is, she played the grandma on the all American girl with Margaret Cho, which I knew the whole time when I was watching Magnum PI, I'm like, I know who this woman is. She looks familiar. She sounds familiar. And then I was looking up all American girl. I'm like, Oh my God, that's the chick from Magnum PI. And it's like fantastic. Um, so that's, that's a really good one because it shows like really what I would see as, um, you know, great. I would think, um, a good representation of what, um, the population is in Hawaii. Um, 
very Pacific Islander and um, just, it's great. Um, I remember also, oh, and another show that I remember growing up was watching um, Living Single with Queen Latifah and the girl from, uh, that played Tootie off of, um, oh gosh, the 80s show with the boarding school girls. Um, and I loved it. I wanted to be Kadisha, like, and, and wanted to have all of those friends and, uh, they made, and I'm thinking they lived in New York, made living in New York look like fun and look like a really hip place to be. And so I really, I wanted to be like Kadisha because she was like the one that had the strong personality, um, the one that stood up for herself, the one that was like the voice of reason. And, but she also had a good time and knew when to let loose. And um, so that was a really good show. And it was an all black cast. And um, I really, really liked it. And it was another great representation um, of the African-American community. And I loved it. Um, Another one that my mom and I got into over the last couple of summers was Schitt's Creek. And we got into it when there was only four seasons up. And um, at first I saw, um, well, the reason why I wanted to watch it was because Catherine O'Hare was in it. I'm like, oh my God, it's the mom from Home Alone and Beetlejuice. And I knew she was going to be funny. And so when I watched the first few episodes, hi, Allie. She's getting a little antsy, my dog, Allie. Um, when I first watched it, I was like, what the hell? When she was playing Moira Rose. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell happened to her? Like, as she got older, like, what in the world is going on? And then once I realized when I was about halfway through the first season that I realized that that was her character and not necessarily Catherine O'Hara being a shitty actress, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, what in the world was she What was she doing? Um here was a good representation of the LGBTQ plus community with David. And that was the other reason why I watched Schitt's Creek was because of the dad. Because I remember him in Father of the Bride and, of course, the American Pie movies as the dad in that show and those movies and franchise. And um, so those two were, like, the reason why I watched it. And then, um, then the guy that played David... LGBT community. I loved it. He was stinking hilarious from beginning to end. And that was another great representation of, um, you know, what is considered a minority group, the LGBTQ plus community. And it was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. And um, definitely, definitely uh, worth the watch. The last season's a little bit soppier than the first five, but you know, they had to wrap it up, so I totally understand it being a little bit more um, mushier than the first five seasons um, because things were going to come to a close. So that was, you know, one of the things Allie's scratching in to get into the garage. God love her. Um, another show is um, that I got into, but I never finished because I felt like the storyline got to be too over the top and I was just like, yeah, I'm done. Um, was How to Get Away with Murder. Loved it from the beginning. And then my parents and I got into about three uh, three seasons in maybe. And it just got to be too much. And I think that was probably around the time that my dad was getting sick. So we were just kind of like, screw it. We're not going to watch the rest of it. But I think it was brilliant because you had 
first of all, you had, um, as the students, um, a gay couple that was also an interracial couple there. Um, you had a dominating female lead with Viola Davis freaking love her in this, um, show, which I think I, I would like to go back and finish it up and, and generally just binge the rest of, of the series. Um, and she was, that was another interracial couple, which I think was fantastic because this time you see, um, just like in Mixedish, um, a, uh, African-American woman with a, with a Caucasian man. And I think that's, um, sometimes we don't see that very often where anyway, or, or at least not to have that representation there. Um, so I think that was fantastic. And um, another show that I started getting into, and I kind of talked to my oldest niece, Jordan, about it, um, was Dear White People. I have not gotten into to finishing it because it was one of those that um, I could only watch like two or three episodes at a time. And then I had to take a break and go watch something else or do something else and then come back to it and watch you know, three or four episodes and then come back to it. And so my niece said she really loved it. So I'm going to go back and finish that as well. So that's a good representation. It's, it's an eye opener. Even for me, it's a, it's an eye opener of what, um, African American people and people of color have to deal with day in and day out of just stupid shit of what people don't know about minorities. And I'm like, Holy crap, I've got to educate myself even more. And, I thought that I was doing well and I thought that I knew a lot, but I don't. And so that's um, another show that's the diversity and, and an eye opener. All right. So then I started thinking more along the lines I said, I said at the beginning about movies and how, especially in the past year, uh, there really haven't been a lot of um, movies now, obviously because of the pandemic, but so then I started thinking of some of the shows that I have, some of the movies that I have on uh, my Voodoo account. And, um, and then some of the shows that I watch, uh, some of the movies that I've watched on Hulu. And one that came to mind that I, that I recently watched, I would say within the last month or so, was the new movie with um, Kristen Stewart and Victor Garbo and Mary Steenburgen. And it was uh, Happiest Season. Fantastic. I loved it. It is worth the watch because it's just a good, well, first of all, it's just a good representation of, um, a young couple period and where they see the relationship going and meeting the, um, significant other's family. And, um, then on top of that to be, um, a gay couple, you know, um, and then the, the family that you're going to go visit is the family that doesn't realize that their child is um, a, a gay person. And then the significant other's like, well, what the hell? You need to, like, come out to your family. Who do they think I am? Your roommate? And it's like, blah, blah. So uh, it's just a really good, well-written, fantastic, another, yet again, here we go, another fantastic representation of um, the LGBTQ plus community and just a positive um, representation that it's not, you know, this heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, that it's a normal, as it should be, normal representation of a normal 
couple going through some heartache. And I really, really enjoyed it. And Victor Garbo's the dad. And he he and Kristen Stewart. And then there's another um, another character, another actress on there that she is, I think, gay in her life too. There's several gay actors and actresses on this show. Um, and one of them, you know, some of them are playing, you know, a, a gay um, act or a gay character, which is great because you need, not only do you need representation um, of that storyline, but you also need to see that representation of um, an actual LGBTQ plus um, actor or actress playing that role. Uh, you don't need, like on Schitt's Creek, you know, um, the guy that played David. And it's brilliant. I I love it. And it was definitely worth the watch. And for those of us that may not know who Victor Garbo is, he was the guy that um, was in the movie Titanic from 97. He was the guy that plays Thomas, Andrew, Thomas Andrews, who was the chief designer of the... Um, of the ship Titanic. And I think in the movie, like he, he was one of them that kept pushing the captain to speed the boat up and, or to speed the trip up. And, um, which kind of ultimately caused the, um, crash into the iceberg. So, um, I remember him from that and he was in a lot of other shows too and movies and, Oh, uh, he was an alias. Um, for those of you that watched it, that was the Jennifer Gardner movie or TV show. I never got into that, um, but he was from that as well. Um, he's also in another one, another show here that I started to watch and got off of. Um, another movie that I absolutely adored. I actually went to go see this twice um, in in theaters, and that was Girls Trip with, again, Queen, Queen Latifah, Regina King, um, Tiffany Haddish, and, oh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, so speaking of Fresh Prince, Brilliant! I watched that over and over and over again. And um, I actually, stupid enough, um, forgot about it. And then I was like, man, I really need to get like a new movie on Vudu that I can watch over and over again. And that was, that came up and I was like, holy crap, I got to get that back on. Great. Yet again, all female uh, lead. Um, the African-American community represented well. I think that's fantastic and, and um thought it was a brilliant show and I and it was a brilliant movie and I that was one I can watch over and over again and not get tired of watching so that's a good representation as well and um and then another movie that really kind of surprised me because I thought it was going to be like this um like stupid Disney like just whatever movie was Crazy Rich Asians and that was fantastically done as well. I uh, kudos to the people that created that show and the writer of the books. And this, I'm pretty sure it's a series of books. Uh, brilliant. Um, I would probably definitely, when I have time, aka when summer vacation gets here and I'm not teaching, um, that would be a, a good series of books to read. Which is another one. Um, movie or not movie but another tv series that i totally forgot to talk about earlier was bridgerton and that was a good one in the sense of having that diversity in a british time period piece and i thought it was fantastically well done um i could have not had as many sex scenes in there but 
whatever, because you got to leave a little bit to the imagination, but I still thought it was brilliant enough to watch. And I just thank God I did not watch it on Christmas Day with my mom and my 20-year-old niece, because I could not imagine watching the sex scenes with my mom and my niece sitting right beside me. Ooh, no. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. But it's definitely worth, worth the watch, and I love the period pieces, and to, to have that representation of diversity, cultural diversity, and ethnic diversity was brilliant. Um, so Netflix specials, com comedy specials, um, to tie into that with the, with the movies. Um, Netflix comedy specials, Cristela Alonzo, brilliant. I watch her, like, all the time, her um, special that she has on Netflix. I think is absolutely brilliant. She is stinkingly hilarious. Love her very much. Um, talk about Mexican-American representation. Um, we need that. Oh, Allie, I know it, girl. It was such a great comedy special. Brilliant. I know. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, a lot of her comedy specials, I think, are, are good and great. Um, a little funny. And... Um, but I really enjoy her, Tiff, uh, Tiffany Haddish and They Ready um, series on Netflix. I think that's really good to have a lot of those comedy uh, comedians up on stage as their, you know, 15, 20 minutes of um, skit. And so I enjoy that. And I enjoy the, the variety. Um, Fortune Feimster. Um, I know her. Fortune Feimster. Uh, sweet and Salty. I love her. She, um, I know her from the um, Chelsea Handler, Chelsea Lately series that was on, what was the E Network or something? Forever ago, seems like. So I remember her as like one of the um, guest hosts or uh, guests that Chelsea Handler had on her show, Chelsea Lately. So to see her on uh, having her, she's got a couple specials, but her latest one was sweet and salty. And so it was quite humorous. And there's that, you know, great representation of, of a um, gay person in the LGBTQ plus community. And to see, and she talks about that in her special, about that representation and being like, oh my God, that's what I feel like. And so, you know, I think that to have that out there for people to know what they feel is legitimate and it's validated and it's okay to feel that way and it's okay to be who you are. So um, that's a good one to watch. Michelle Buteau, welcome to Butopia, is a fantastic comedy special. Uh, I watch it quite often over and over again. Um, she's uh, funny and she is in a interracial relationship she is married to a um dutch man who is legitimate not like from like dutch ancestry but the dude is from dutch like or from like denmark and um so he is full on um white like white white and like you're like she talks about it in her special about there's a difference between like um, white America and like white Europe, like white European. And he, she's, it's funny about the, and the way that she explains it, it's quite humorous. So definitely you need to watch it for that to be explained a heck of a lot better and more of a comedy way. Um, so that's definitely worth, um, the watch. She is quite, quite funny. 
And um, now this is not a comedy special, but I kind of jotted it down because I was going through my Netflix um, list. And this was one of the last ones that was on there. It's not a comedy special, but it's called The Patriot, Patriot Act with Hassan uh, Minaj. No, that is not how you say his last name. Um, Minhaj, I think it is. Uh, Minhaj. I haven't watched in a while because they haven't put a lot of this. Uh... Anyway, that's really good. Very stinking informative. And here is somebody that is, um, he is of Indian like India, Indian descent, and he is very fantastic and very knowledgeable and makes a lot of stuff funny and current events hilarious. So that is definitely uh, worth the watch. And there's like a few um, series there, a few seasons. And the last season was when they were trying to, he, they were trying to do some episodes during um, the, the beginning of the shutdown last spring. Um, it was like towards May, May-ish of last year um that's a really good series patriot act with hassan and um so that's what i've got for movies and like comedy specials and netflix and stuff like that so that's how that's what i have for you today this week on season one episode two of living liberal with uh molly b or by Molly B in Southeastern Ohio. So like I said in last week's episode and today's episode, you've got to find representation however and wherever you can find it. I know that living in Southeastern Ohio, there's not a lot of diversity. There's not a lot of representation around here. And so I strive to find it in every part and every just everyday events in my life, going to the movies and uh, seeing Crazy Rich Asians and Girls Trip and uh, watching TV shows like Blackish and Living Single and Mixedish and um, all those other uh, Fresh Off the Boat and All American Girl and Kim's Convenience and so and the, the movies that are coming out um, such as. Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart and Girls Trip and um, all those others. And then, you know, the Netflix specials, um, Christella Alonzo and Tiffany Haddish and uh, Fortune Feimster, Feimster and uh, Michelle uh, Buteau. And so to find those representations there to, to educate yourself in that perspective, because when you don't have the diversity in person, you have to find it in other ways. Um, and so that's where you need to go on living liberal in Southeastern Ohio is finding those um, little little steps in life and finding your daily um, diversity and, and your daily liberal uh, ways. So um, until next time, uh, I hope you guys have a good week and peace out.